We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast, where I do my best every week to answer one simple question. How do you move forward when the world around you is falling apart? How do you move forward when the world around you is falling apart? And as I say often, I think all of us can relate to having the world around us at least feel like it's falling apart. Uh, We look at the relationships that we're a part of or the situations at work and in our communities that we're dealing with and so many other scenarios that we could share. (laughs) And we look around at all of this. We think, man, my life is falling apart. This situation, it's falling apart. How do I move forward? I'll tell you, a lot of people, when they find themselves in those those battles of life, if you will, those difficult situations and scenarios when the world seems to be falling apart, instead of making the decision to move forward, so many make the decision, although they don't always feel like they're making a decision, they make the decision to stay where they are at best or lay down and give up at worst. I've talked about this before, and if you haven't listened to earlier episodes of this podcast, go back and find the podcast where I talked about what death is. What does it mean to die? Uh, Alive, but not really alive. We're breathing, we're functioning, we're doing the things that we have to do to look like we've got it all together and look like we're functioning in society, but really, truth be told, we're dead. We're not moving forward in any meaningful way. And so many people, unfortunately, make the decision when they hit those difficult times in their lives to just quit, to just give up. But how do you move forward? How do you do that? Because so often that's the reason we don't move forward is we just don't exactly know how. I talk about this every week, but one thing I'd like to talk about today that I don't often address is this. Not every battle is your battle. (laughs) Not every fight is your fight. In fact, sometimes in order to move forward in the battles of life, you just need to pick the battles. Not every fight that you find yourself in, not every conflict that you are confronted with, uh, not every uh, bit of drama that someone tries to drag you into is yours to fight. I think so often as we walk the path of life, if you'll allow me the metaphor... 
As we walk the path of life, we come upon situations and circumstances and difficulties that don't belong to us. But we get off track, we try to address those or deal with those, and sometimes so much exhaustion and energy is exerted in the process that we're not able to move forward down the path we're actually supposed to walk. I remember when I was a young person, I was uh, my late teens, early 20s, going to college. I felt like every fight was my fight. It didn't matter what the conversation was about. I was going to fight, and I was going to win. Uh, any altercation anywhere, I had to be involved in it. Everything somehow, I believed, included me. It was all mine. But you know, if we're going to win the battles that we're supposed to win in life, if we're going to win the battles that are meaningful to us, if we're going to move forward in a positive way, we have to be able to pick our battles. Now, little disclaimer. I'm not saying here that we need to close our eyes and pretend like nothing bad is happening. If someone needs help, you need to help them. If someone else is struggling, do your best to help them through the struggle. And and on and on I could go. I'm not saying pretend like other things aren't happening. What I am saying is don't adopt for yourself something that doesn't belong to you. There is a big difference between helping someone else, encouraging someone else, lifting part of the load of someone else, being there for someone else, bearing their burdens, as the Bible tells us to do. There's a big difference between that and taking something that doesn't belong to you onto your shoulders. Sometimes the reason we feel so pressed down is because we're carrying something we were never intended to carry. We're fighting a fight we were never intended to fight. And sometimes the best you can do when the battle pops up in front of you is disengage. Look at it, evaluate it, and understand this is not my battle to fight. I love reading history, and sometimes I'll put in search terms for history, just different things that I'm looking for and different battles, different characters of history. It's kind of one of those weird geeky things I do, I guess. Um, I was thinking about this and had this on my mind, and I was uh, looking at some different battles that have taken place in history. One was the Battle of Long Island. George Washington was the general of the Continental Forces and was leading um, the Americans against the British in New York. This battle was taking place, and it's an interesting battle because we often think of George Washington as this tremendous leader who always won. He eventually won, but there were some setbacks along the way. The Battle of Long Island was one of those. I was reading on this, and I I read a number of places, but I found on history.com, and this is a great website if you're just interested in different histories, and particularly battle histories, a summary of the Battle of Long Island. Let me read this for you. Again, this is off history.com. It says, less than two months ago, or less than two months after, not two months ago, <laughs> less than two months after the July 1776 signing of the Declaration of Independence, General George Washington's Continental Army was in a fight for its life. The Patriots had failed to check a British amphibious attack on Long Island, and following a disastrous defeat at the Battle of Brooklyn, some 9,000 Americans were pinned against the East River. Uh, I'll stop there. This is an incredible scene. The battle had raged. The Continental Army was losing terribly. Uh, Some 9,000 Americans now were backed up against the river. The other army, the British Army, was on the other side of them. They were in an impossible situation. 
But the fight had come. Now, please get this. I'm going to continue reading. The fight had come to them. But a decision needed to be made by the leader at that time, who was George Washington, and it was the decision to either engage in the battle in front of them or pull back. Here's what he actually had to decide. He had to decide if this battle was his battle to fight. So many examples from history of armies who engaged in a battle they didn't need to engage in. Because of that, they lost so much of their force, they were never, never able to regroup and win the actual battles that really mattered. Again, I'm not saying that you should disengage from every difficult time in front of you, but there are times when you have to make a decision that this battle is not my battle to fight. This article goes on, While British General Sir William Howe settled in for a siege, Washington ordered his men to round up all the flat-bottom boats they could find. As drenching rains fell on the night of August 29th, he used his hastily assembled flotilla to silently ferry unit after unit across the river to the safety of Manhattan. The regiment of Massachusetts fishermen that manned the boats used rags to muffle the sound of their oars, and campfires were left burning to deceive the British. Many Continentals had still yet to be evacuated from Brooklyn by sunrise, but luckily for Washington, a dense fog rolled in and masked the final stages of the withdrawal. By the time the British finally realized what was happening, all 9,000 colonists had slipped away, along with most of their equipment and artillery. In the history of warfare, I do not recollect a more fortunate retreat, Continental Officer Benjamin Talmadge later wrote. You know the rest of the story. (laughs) The rest of the story was that George Washington's army would win ultimate victory over the British army. It was because he understood, in part, he understood so much, but in part he understood as a military leader, uh, as as a strategist. He understood when he should fight, when he should press, and when he needed to simply pull back. Here's what he really understood for the context of our talk today. He understood that not all battles were his battles to fight. Little kids, sometimes they get into the bad habit of fighting everybody all the time. They're running around like crazy. They're mad about everything. They're yelling if they don't get what they want. They're trying to fight with people that take things away from them. You know, as adults, it's possible for us to look the exact same way, fighting all the time with everyone for very little reason, and knowing that when we fight, there's very little to be gained. We're fighting because the fight is in front of us. We need to know when to fight and when to step aside. Again, please hear me. We cannot let fear or emotion drive this decision. This is not about being afraid and deciding to disengage. This is about looking at what you're dealing with and understanding rationally, intellectually, practically that this fight is not the fight you're supposed to be engaged in. I'm not talking about running away. I'm talking about making a strategic decision in your life because you need the energy, you need the resources, you need the time to fight your own battles. Choose your battles wisely. Here are some questions you can ask to evaluate whether or not the battle in front of you is the one that you should be fighting. Uh, Here's a good one. Are you fighting because you want to win or because you have to win? Put that in whatever context you find yourself in. 
Are you fighting because you want to win? You are going to fight so that you can dominate whoever it is you're fighting with. Or you need to prove something to someone else. You're fighting because you want to win, not because you have to win. You don't have to win. Your life changes in no significant way if you don't win. Nothing uh, adverse will happen to you if you don't win. In fact, you could win and nothing good is going to happen, but you want to win. You're fighting a fight, expending your energy, using your resources because you want to win, not because you have to win. When I ask the question, how do you move forward when your world is falling apart? What I'm saying, and as I've explained in other places, uh, the question is this. How do you continue to press toward that goal out in front of you? How do you continue to live the life you were created to live? How do you continue to accomplish the things that your creator has set in front of you when obstacles jump up in front of you and do their best to keep you from moving forward? That's what we're talking about. You're on the path, moving towards your goals and, and engaged in your purpose. And over here somewhere, something pops up. That's not your battle to fight. Are you fighting because you want to win or because you have to win? Boy, there's a difference there. Here's a second question. This helps me. <laughs> Does this battle fit your larger purpose? Does this battle fit your larger purpose. We talked about this a few episodes ago, understanding your purpose. Your purpose at this moment can change from moment to moment. Uh, I believe that God created us, and when he created us, he gave us a purpose. And with that purpose came resources, skills, opportunities, and we need to be engaged in that. That's how we're moving forward. If we're not quite clear on what that is, we need to go back to the source, to the Creator, and and learn from Him in His Word that He's given to us. We need to study it and allow Him to speak to us and help us to understand what that is. Sometimes we have to go outside of ourselves and get counsel and get help, but we need to engage with our purpose. So when that battle jumps up in front of you, does fighting this battle fit or serve your larger purpose? Your purpose is to get from point A to point B. And so somewhere over here, <laughs> point X or Y, something's happening. Does fighting that battle get you to where you are supposed to go? If the answer is no, then I would say fighting that battle is pulling you off of your purpose. I wonder how many people are doing good things in their lives. Fighting battles that need to be fought by someone, trying to accomplish things that need to be accomplished, but they're outside of God's purpose for their life, and because they're over there fighting a battle that wasn't intended for them, they've been distracted, they've been pulled apart, they've been pulled aside, and they no longer have the energy or the resource or the focus or the time to do what God has actually created them to do. Does this battle fit your larger purpose? Here's a third question. I think this is a clarifying question. For me, it's very clarifying. I ask this question a lot of myself. What happens if I don't? (laughs) Now, because of what we're talking about today, I'll add this last word. What happens if I don't fight? But as I'm evaluating things in my life, I, I often like to go through the mental exercise of asking that question. What happens if I don't? 
What, what happens? What is the ultimate outcome if I don't? What is the worst that could happen? We can say it that way. When we're talking about battles in life, ask the question, what happens if I don't fight? If I don't engage with that problem, if I don't engage with that obstacle, if I don't engage with that difficulty, what happens? If the answer is nothing, (laughs) or the answer is people will probably be able to deal with me better because I'm not fighting all the time, If not fighting yields a positive result, then you need to seriously consider whether or not that battle is yours to fight. What happens if I don't fight? You need to choose your battles and choose them wisely. Not every battle, every obstacle, every difficulty that pops up in front of you is yours to fight. Evaluate carefully whether or not the limited resources that you've been given should go toward defeating that foe and moving forward or disengaging and waiting for the battle that you were actually created to fight. There are so many enemies, so many trials, so many difficulties that will stand in the way of a person moving toward a goal. Don't go looking for trouble. <laughs> it will find you. And when it does, you be, better be ready to fight and win. You know, we're living at a time in history when it seems like everyone is looking for a fight. Everyone is looking for a fight. It doesn't matter what is said or what is done. There are people who are going to fight about it. And while it seems counterproductive to do that, it's worse than being counterproductive. (laughs) It absolutely steals the ability of the person who is fighting all of the time to fight for the things that actually matter. To move toward the goal for which they were created. Choose your battles well. I hope that thought is a help and an encouragement to you. I know it is to me. Not every battle is yours. Choose wisely which ones you're going to fight. And as we say every week, and I hope maybe... By now, you've memorized it. When the battles of life come, when the bullets are flying, when things are out of control, you only have two choices. You can march, move forward to that next point, or you can die. Stay where you are and quit. Thankfully, whether you march or whether you die, You get to decide which direction you're going to go. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, 
Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.